welcome to the Women's Laboratory, giving women around the world a voice, where the Supreme Court of the United States actually overturned the precedented Roe versus Wade. This conversation picks so up from last week, where we were discussing Supreme and, Court and, justices and serving life terms. Financial um, gain. What other position in America that has this much leverage that has a lifetime appointment? Name one. Name and, one. And nobody. Nobody. And the presidents of colleges don't stay forever. Even though um, you have, even the president of the United States can only serve four years and then cannot run for at least another four. At this point, uh, former President Barack Obama, if he decided to run again, or George Bush, or Bill Clinton, or any of the living presidents that have served before, if they want to run again, they can. But they've got to wait at least four years before they can run again. Why do we have a Supreme Court that has lifetime appointments? that have lifetime appointments. And we have this conservative body. And as you said, they would not allow the first and only real, because he is an African-American, his daddy was African and his mama's American, a real African-American. Because most of us look on this call, even those of us on this call, well, we are Americans of Af of, of of descent, I'm, I'm and not just African descent. Look at us; there's some cream in all our coffee. So we are we are really a rainbow coalition. We we have European in us, we have American in us, we have African in us. We got a whole bunch of stuff in us. But let me tell you, I'm an angry black woman. Yes, I am. I'm angry because we are we are not doing what we're supposed to do. I'm angry because we keep saying that we keep blaming somebody else for our um, purview in life. We are a powerful people. We were enslaved, came to this country. None of us spoke the same. Many of us did not speak the same language on those boats because of the way they separated us. We lost our history. I'm angry because we see how strong we are and we're not doing anything about it. And we're continuously blaming somebody else for our situation. Nobody can help us but us. I'm here to tell you that. And it ain't about FUBU because we've been fooled by you. And then, and until we take ownership of who we are and what we are, they're going to continue to do us the way they did us. And as you spoke about Hillary Clinton, Hillary wasn't no um, savior for us. Well, I, well, Hillary was not a savior for us. That was going to be the first well, family, a husband and a wife. And they took us because of her husband. We were supposed well, to go I don't think that I think that's the difference and that may be generational. Like I was, I was right. Right. I'm on mute, so whatever I said may not have even gone through. So perhaps I just need to leave the studio. Cause I'm oh. Did I, oh. I don't think y'all heard me because no, no, we heard you. Oh, okay, because my thing is on mute. I was gonna say I'm no, no, we heard you. I think, I think I'm, I'm angry. If you can't tell, I I am very angry about this because as a youth, I was a youth leader on the National Board of Directors for the NAACP at age 16. And as I said, now I'm 65. We're fighting some of the same stuff 
we were fighting against when I was a young girl, desegregating schools in Columbia, South Carolina. We, we are going through some of the same issues, but what laws have we put in place to protect these issues? But I was, was going to say, there's, there's two things to remember. France Fanon says that racism is a mechanism that renews and adapts itself to, to function. So, and, and I tell people all, all the time when they, when they say that, understand that you have to remember that the United States was founded on racist principles. So it's just doing what it do. And it's just renewing itself and adapting itself to keep its racist tenants alive to function. And so, yeah, it sounds like we're fighting the same fight. And then, then the second part is that we have to acknowledge that each generation sees it differently. I call this a multi-angle list. I'm, I'm just be honest with you. Um, context us a lot. You grew up in Atlanta. I grew up in the ATL. I'm a baby of the ATL. I grew up at a time when Goody Mob, um, you know, was talking about the New World Order and Outcast. I went to the same high school as all of them. And I don't understand asking white folks for help and understand. I don't trust the government. I don't even, I, I work for. I understand the United States to be who the United States is. I agree. And I'm not asking them and I'm not begging them to make no law for us to protect ourselves. So, yeah, I'm a pan-nationalist and I do religion in my personal life out of an African lens. I don't think it works. I, I don't. I, 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 I love Dr. I love, I love Malcolm X. But I, but I have no to ask, like H. Brad Brown said, you can't go to the master's table and ask the people who enslaved you. You sure can't, and and that I agree wait, with. Wait. But we cannot, we still cannot allow ourselves to be complacent because they've not done what we needed them to do. We, but, but we don't have to march to get what we need. And let me tell you what but, will happen if we start militias, and if and if Americans of Africa to sit go out here and start buying guns in mass. Number one, we'll see a new gun law. Number two, we'll see them go into the Constitution and take out militias. Militias don't need to exist in America. Militias in the Constitution exist because there was not an army, a navy, an air force, or marine. We have all of that now. So why do we still have a militia? Why do we have all these gun laws? Even if they can outlaw the guns. Okay. They can outlaw the guns. They don't have to outlaw guns. They can still sell guns. What they need to do is stop selling the bullets and the ammunition. And what is happening, if you look around the country, doctor, you will see if you do the research, you will, and, 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 and to my, um, I hope you Sigma chapter, Delta, because that's where I played that Sigma chapter when it was Clark College back in the day. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. You know, many a couple for your chosen. At any rate, hallelujah. <laughs> um, but I tell you, um, we, we need to stop. We need to stop doing i'm blaming them for what's happening to us we came from enslavement to the president well, of the United States. we're resilient people we can do we can do all things and 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 let me tell you what brought us through is is our relationship with god and we believe that we can do all things through christ who strengthens us 
then we know that we can do it. And and the I can't say the same thing. Look, they You got a whole have a whole new outlook. That's the problem. We got to have a whole new change, change and thought. And I think why we in this generation is miss each other. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I'm going to ask the money to come and because I think that's what we miss each other. Because when I'm when I'm talking, we we miss each other because I'm very explicit of when I say to people, "Hey, the missionaries went to Africa and enslaved black people." I don't pray to the same. God that Trump and them folks pray to because that's how we got in this mess in the first place. Well, we don't know who they praying to when he was at the at the um but they the street. He had the Bible upside down, so he ain't he we don't know what he read. He ain't reading the word. Tune in again next week as the dialogue. How do we bridge the gap between the generations? And you are now here in 2022 fighting for some of the same things.